Welcome to another episode of A Damn Nation. I'm on a roll, I guess, but um, I want to talk about um, music. And I think I, I would like to one day do a series. I want to do different series. I want to start really grinding, not even for money's sake. If it gets to that point, that's great, too. But just so people can actually hear certain things. I want to talk about somebody named Bob Law. Bob Law is uh, uh, a person, I would say, information. He's, uh, he's an advocate. Okay? Um, Bob, Bob Law uh, discussed uh, points of what happened in the music industry. Okay? Um, and how things have changed. And I'm going to start with... Uh, a discussion that was had between somebody else, and it's called. It, I got this from Hip Hop Holla, Hip Hop and Politics. Davy uh, D's Hip Hop Corner. Okay, Clive Davis was the head of Columbia at at that at the time. Law details how that report coincided with other attempts in film and TV to eradicate, marginalize, and ridicule strident, politicized black voice in the music and entertainment industry. During their discussion, um, they were saying how black music executives by Minister Farrakhan, wait, it says, during their discussion, we play an excerpt from a speech given to black music industry executives by Minister Farrakhan in 1979, who makes note of this change. That speech is contrasted with a speech Martin Luther King gave to a similar body of black music industry folks in August 1967 where he heaped praise on them and emphasized that there would be no civil rights movement had it not been for black radio. So that shows you how music has, has, has had a positive effect and how it had to be eliminated by certain people such as Clive Davis, who, changed, who, who knew he wasn't the only one. Everyone knew black music was selling big. This is before even rap. Black music was very detrimental in, in spreading the word amongst black people about being proud. And we're not talking about white pride. White pride is different from black pride. And I'm going to tell you why. Basically, in America, blacks don't know who they are. So when they say black pride, they're basically talking about every black person. When you say white pride, it just it's it's a total difference because white people know who they are. Because now there's such thing as Irish pride, British pride, you know, those, those are that that's that's a pride right there. When you say white pride, you basically just being on some race shit. But one day I'm a I'm a I'm a let this dude actually break it down. He actually broke it down better than me. That's why I hate doing certain things like this because I, I'm getting my information from other things. This is why people have to read. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm getting my information, and I can't be doing the thing by, you know, word by word. So you need to just go online and, and, and check it out. They had this thing called coon music, too. This is another thing. This is the type of music that we're getting now. And I'm not knocking certain certain music that's out now, but basically, this is coon music. Coon songs were a genre of music that presented a stereotype of black people. They were popular in the United States, Europe, and Australia from around 1880 to 1920, through the earliest such songs date from minstrel shows as far back as 1848. You basically would have uh, white people who would blackface and sing these songs. The, the fascination for our people is astonishing. Oh my goodness, it's like almost ridiculous. So basically, they would make these coon songs. They, I, you know, I mean, they, we got songs from they did dogs, cartoons, all kinds of stuff, man. It's you know the the. The history of minstrel is it's ridiculous. It like goes on and on, man. But basically, black music was very popular. It was so, it was so popular, and it was it made us feel good. It was our music, and everybody listened to it. Even white people, they they loved the music. But there were some people out there that had to turn. They had to turn it negative, you know. They had to make everybody make it seem like now we already know who who controls the airwaves. Who controls the airwaves? Okay, because it ain't us. This this the this shit I was talking about before about how you know people are getting mad. Oh, I'm tired of these niggas and this and that. Get mad at the people who are pushing this music. Black people ain't pushing this music. There's black people I know want this shit off the radio just as bad as you. You think motherfuckers want to keep hearing, yeah, motherfucker, kill this nigga, I'm going to kill this nigga, I'm going to blood, blood this, and the blood, 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 and the cook, and all this, all this craziness. Don't nobody, yo, trust me, man. Well-minded people don't want to hear this shit. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you mentally disabled... And I don't and I'm not trying to be funny when you when you mentally disturbed from the environment you're in, you keep hearing this music of people that think like this and they they keep it going and you people don't already give a fuck people in the slums and you keep seeing on the images, everything you keep seeing shit on TV where 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 you have and I'm this I'm telling you this. If it ain't you, shut the fuck up when I say this. Because I know all white people ain't even... I Just like I know all East Indians. But when you got East Indians, whites, Asians, even blacks, Puerto Rican, Mexican... <clears throat> the, the, excuse me. The whole community ganging up on people... And 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 calling this that, and then you see negative images on TV. Everybody's watching on TV and seeing these negative images. Even black people start hating themselves. It's called self hate. And then you have the you got the so called coons out there, who cut that believe because they made it, 
they okay. Yo, check this out. I made it too. But that's not to say I forget where I came from and forget how other people feel and thinking everybody doesn't have the mental stability as I do. Not saying my mental stability. I, I see a psychiatrist and a therapist. And it doesn't mean I'm not broken. I've been through my own shit. I feel like I've been compromised. But anyway, long story short, let me read you some songs that was out here. Let me see about it. Here's a song. Well, first of all, I want to read this real quick. By 1900, African-American musicians and performers moved beyond minstrelsy and made artistic innovations, starting with ragtime. White audience around the country responded enthusiastically. Ragtime bubbled to the surface of popular culture during the 1890s and starting in 1897 exploded onto the scene. Scotter, scholars Lynn Abbott and Doug Seraph note, Ragtime released a pent-up reservoir of modernism in African-American culture, providing the antidote to Ethiopian minstrelsy, which had stifled, meaning it had stopped the development of race entertainment for most of the 19th century. Just as the century drew to a close, the lid blew off, unleashing a torrent of creativity that swept thousands of black writers, performers, musicians, and entrepreneurs into the professional ranks. So basically, the music was uplifting our people, okay? And what's happening now, is, which is what happened back in the day, well, I'll read on. Born in Kentucky in 1865, Ernest Hogan got his start in minstrel shows, but he is best known for his innovations in music, which he dubbed Ragtime. He became the first black producer and performer in a Broadway show, The Oyster Man, 1907. But Hogan would dwell in the shadows, cast by his 1896 hit, All Coons Look Alike to Me. He admittedly lifted the cakewalk rhythm from obscure backroom musicians and lifted the title from a line he heard sung, All Pimps Look Alike to Me. His variation tapped into the strong currents of racism in the United States and gave rise to a whole new subgenre of ragtime called coon songs. A glut of coon-themed songs flooded the market after his smash hit. In Hogan's song, the lyrics are attributed to a woman who left her man for a wealthier man. Mate, she seasoned, all coons look alike to me. I've got another beau, you see, and he is just as good as me, as you ever tried to be. He spends his money free. I know we can't agree, so I don't like you. You know how all coons look alike to me. The imitative coon songs that followed were often far more degrading than the breakup depicted by Hogan. So, I mean, things was things was getting crazy. But you know what? Instead of me sending you there, I want you to look up history of minstrels, minstrels, see, <laughs> history of minstrels from Jump Jim Crow to the jazz singer. So I'm going to keep that. I'm going to save that so I can look at that later. All right. So I want to go to um, 
nowadays, not nowadays, but we I'm going to say that the 80s and 90s, these are 10 of the most positive rap songs ever. You had Public Enemies, Fight the Power. Came from uh, the original soundtrack of uh, Do the Right Thing, Fight the Power. Now, this this is definitely my time. When I was going to school, brothers was carrying the black medallion. You know, everybody had the African medallions. Yo, we was, everything was, what's up, peace, brother? It was real peace. All the NBC had a different world, the Cosby show. It was a lot of positive black music. Public Enemy was doing it. You had Queen Latifah, UNITY. Even though I really didn't like Queen Latifah like that, but I mean, that was that was a cool song, man. It had a good message, you know what I'm saying? UNITY, Unity, man. And it was definitely um a song uh, that was definitely much appreciated because it's about about how people was disrespecting women. You know what I'm saying in in some of that hip hop culture. You know, but um, it was it, I'm, I'm gonna put it up there. And you had Tupac, Dear Mama. You know, I was a big fan of Tupac before he went off to the, you know, to the West. Not because he went to the West, but he just changed his persona changed. You know, I don't know what what happened, but uh, Dear Mama was a good song, right? I mean, I you know, I I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Dear Mama because it was too slow for me, but I did like the message. You know what I'm saying? Then you had uh, Lauren Hill, Do Wop that thing. You know what I'm saying? That was definitely uh, uh, it was it was that's on her Miseducation album. Very, very good album, man. That was like a really great app, uh, album. Uh, like I said, I'm not a loopy fiasco song, but there was a song called Daydreaming, and it was a positive song. When Lupe Fiasco burst onto the scene in 2006 with the release of Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, the Dirty South had a dominating presence in hip-hop. So Fiasco's music was a welcome change. At the time, he established himself as a unique voice, skewing mode of modern rappers with his conscious lyricism. So that's why it surprises me when he starts talking that um, take the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that what that was all about. So maybe it was the the music changing. I don't know. Then you had Kanye West, Homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Another. Uh, another be, be, besides that, I remember when Kanye came with the Jesus Walks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was doing it. Uh, Brother Ali, us. I saw that rhyming just to be somebody to make people notice me at the party. Brother Ali raps on us. The title track of his 2009 album. Brother Ali has been grinding since the start of the century. Brother Ali operates in shallow, quietly releasing music for a niche audience. You know what I'm saying? So you had some dudes, you know, oh, everybody know Nas. Nas had a song called Daughters. You know what I'm saying? Off the Life, you know, Off the Life is Good album. That was a good album. You had J. Cole, Crooked Smile, Odyssey. That's Love. All right. 
I mean, but besides that, they you know they don't even they don't want to really take it there. They, they had X Clan, X Clan. I had pretty much all X Clan albums, and I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't for everybody. Okay, I'm gonna let you know that right now. Especially if you wasn't black, it wasn't for everybody. So you know, so you had S Clan, you had Tribe Called Quest. Pretty much all eight albums was fire. It wasn't on some negative shit. Now I'm don't get it twisted. I wasn't really a big fan of Mob Deep, but when I listen to it now, I'm like, yo, this shit compared to what it is now. They basically was just talking about what was really going on at the time. But I was so conscious. At the time that I really wasn't trying to hear that, even though I ain't going to lie, when I was in high school, I remember when I was at work under the Brooklyn Bridge and I bought this one single from them and it was no such thing as halfway crooks. I was like, yo, this song is fire. I, yo, I, man, yo, I'm telling you, I, I. I said, yo, I got to get that. I got that, man. I said that beat was hot. You know, such thing as halfway crooks. They shook. Oh, man. I was like, yo, that was just so real to me. Because, you know, you got these brothers out here acting like gangsters, man. And and they, they shook. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really about that street life, man. So, you know. I was like, yo, that was that was definitely hot. Now, this is when this is something I wanted y'all to look at. Also, check out this thing of uh, this article. Uh it's on a scientific American and music changes the way it way you think. Now, these songs right here, they're they're what what how what they what it say? It says different music encourages different frames of mind. Alright. By Daniel A. Yakin, Yakov Trope on June twenty-fourth, two thousand fourteen. Hum the first two notes of the Simpsons theme song. If you're not a Simpsons fan, Maria from West Side Story will also do. The musical interval you're hearing, the pitch gap between the notes is known as a tritone. And it's commonly recognized in, in music theory as one of the most dissonant intervals, so much so that composers and theorists in the 18th century dubbed it Diablos in Musica, Devil in Music. Wow. Now, hum the first few notes of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Or if you prefer something with a little more street cred, the I'm sorry part in Outcast. Sorry, Miss Jackson. This is the perfect fifth. It's one of the most consonant intervals used in myriad compositions as a vehicle of resolution and harmony. Is it possible that hearing such isolated musical components can change the way you think? I think so. And not even just uh, music tones. It's like TV. TV has shaped the way people think. Look at WAP. WAP right now, it seems like every time I turn around, they're talking about WAP, and people are upset and say, oh, you just mad because it's empowering women. I, I'm, I, I'm still trying to understand that. Or what about the black man who told those women to stop twerking in his restaurant? 
And people went got in on his ass about it. Mostly women and LGBT. They they got in. Cause it's like people wanna I I feel and let's just keep it real. I know people wanna make good, bad, and bad good. That's all it is to it. And that's what's happening now. And music and TV does have an effect. It can have an effect on, especially on young, on young kids. I think it more or less has an effect on people who choose to listen to this type of music or, or, or watch certain types of TV, especially when you're a young mind and you haven't been molded yet. You know, I was molded at a young age. I saw the the grime and dirt. It's not to say I wasn't out there on them streets, because I was, but not necessarily in the beginning. When I moved to when I moved back to Brooklyn, I think that's when I started really just wanting to go on a wrong path. Even though I hung out with more of an older group of people, um I was respectful in a sense, and I knew about loyalty, and I knew about respecting your elders, especially on them streets. But right now, there there is none of that. There's no respect. There's none of that. You got you got the you got the new Fifty Cents of the world. Like even if you listen to the songs, you just, I don't know you, nigga. I don't know your old ass. They they ain't respecting that. Nobody respecting the old ways. And I'm not saying it ain't time for change, but certain things, man. Yo, stop making good, bad, and and bad evil. You need, you need to stop that, man. Just now, I was I was watching something on Willie D, and the sisters is mad. Because I don't know this football dude, but I will tell you the scenario. It's the same scenario. It's a dark-skinned black man with a white, lily-flowered white woman. And this white woman woman is catering to him like, yo, like she's really doing the thing. She says, I ain't got time for breakfast because I got to fix the bed. I got to put on these eyelashes to make my man look good. I got to clean up after him to his clothes. And yo, the black women are tight. They tight. I'm pretty sure white men are tight too. They're like, yo, he's catering to that nigger. But they not the ones that's on Twitter. It's, it's, the, it's the sisters. Because you know it's black Twitter. That's what they call it. Black Twitter. Even though we ain't getting no money, people can't wait to get on black Twitter. And let me tell you, when I tell you image and just listening and watching things, I, I'm not, I'm, it ain't no bullshit, man. I know somebody in this, in my family, and I'm not mentioning no names, but I literally saw this person telling me some shit. Oh, man, it's big out here. It's big out here. Now, if you think it's you, then that's because you got a guilty conscience. I'm not mentioning no names. I'm telling you, you you might think it's you, but it ain't you. But I'm telling you right now, this person was telling me that, yo, it's big out here and such and such. And all I know, they, 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 they on it like that. 
And I was like, word. Like, this person was telling me about TikTok, how big TikTok is. And I'm just looking at the person like, wow. This is a, like I said, it's a relative. And I'm like, damn, kid. Yo, you need to. And I was trying to tell the person, yo, you need to just stay off of that, man. Stay off that TikTok. But, yo, they on that Twitter and TikTok and Facebook. Like, it ain't, like, they ain't no tomorrow. Like, my weakness, yo, I look at YouTube. And I look at YouTube for knowledge. I don't look at YouTube to see who's twerking and videos and shit. I don't, I don't look for shit like that. I look for shit like, oh, what's going on? Yo, dudes are still pushing that COVID word. Or, you know, just something to learn about blackness or technology or whatever at that. But that's not to say I need to stop watching YouTube also, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit is, that shit gets annoying every now and then too, because I'm really tired of touching my phone, you know what I'm saying? I'm barely on, what's funny is, I'm barely on my computer, I'm more on my phone than I'm on my computer, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, it's just crazy, I'm, I'm just more on that, but, um... I could really get into that, but I'm going to just leave this alone. There's something you go to just ask, what kind of impact does our music our music really make on society? And I'm telling you, there's people out there that literally changed hip-hop on purpose. And they, and they realized that it was having a positive impact on people, not just black people, any type of people. We was all coming together. We was all listening to each other and realizing what's going on. And there was a certain group of people that said, hey, yo, we got we to gotta build more jails. We got to find a way where this rap shit is going to, because we already know it's powerful. We already know it's the most outselling music in the world, in America. We need to do something. And you know what it is. I mean... Rap done trans has 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 spread worldwide. You got you got you got Jews rapping. You got Israelis. Uh, you got um Afghanistan, whatever Africans, uh, Europeans, France. They they rhyming everywhere, man. It's like really crazy. And if you don't think that's not impacting, they already know that, so they're gonna use it. You people are already hypnotized. It's the same thing with the COVID. Over and over, you keep saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, COVID, 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 COVID. Dying, dying, dying. COVID, 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 COVID. Every time I turn around, COVID, 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 COVID. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Kill, kill, kill. Five major rappers have died. And if you go to all their videos and listen to their music and see what they promote and they promote and shooting, and they all part of a gang. Yo, what do you think? What, 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 do you, what you thought was going to happen? This is what it is. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Let me see if I could, if I could bring something up before. Um, um, before I sign out. Cause I definitely wanted to see their opinion, because I I don't I don't listen to this, um, I don't listen to this new shit, but I they got something now. You can look this up on the net. Negative effects of rap music on teens. 
substance abuse. A study by Denise Hurd of Berkeley School of Public Health showed that 70% of rap music got people using drugs. Violence. Frequent reference to guns, shootings, violence, robbery, and revenge pepper the lyrics of rap music. Sexuality. Frequent graphic references to sexual acts between men and women are another hallmark of this rap shit. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't know what to tell you. This is they know this. So whose fault is it that this music is still out here? Whose fault is that? You know what I'm saying? You got the language, the profanity, anything, everything. What stereotypes are associated with hip hop? They know. It's, this is the cool thing I was telling you about, man. They doing it again. So, now they talking about... This is how I know this is old. Because they talking about Ice-T. Obviously, this dude don't know what's going on. This Ice-T is back in the day. To Tupac Shakur is dead. But they loved him some Eminem. So, he going he gonna to still be there. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 maybe this article is old or something. Yeah, it is. But even though it's old, it's not old enough because this says 2017. And he's talking about Ice T. I'm like, what? Ice T? Wow. They're talking about the chronic, get rich or die trying. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what about the new, what about the new shit? You know, that's out now. Now, you know, contrary to the stereotypical images of associated with rap music, such as sex, drugs, violence, and money, there are artists who contributed lyrically in a positive manner. African Bombada, I agree. Grandmaster Flash, Common, Nas, and Most Deaf are just a few whose lyrical content promotes pride and social consciousness. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't understand what's, what what happened. You, I'm, I, well, I understand, but there's some people who don't understand what happened. And I told you, you got forces out there that they had a meeting and they say, yo, we got to start, we got to stop this. But like I said, what also happened is it backfired. The plan, the plan backfired because... The most people that was listening to music were actually white people, so I'm just gonna let you let you know that. But I want to check this out. I'm looking at the 25 worst number one hip hop songs, and I'm gonna see if I agree with this. I, I definitely gotta see this. Is this is uh, this is something? <laughs> hmm. The worst twenty, the worst number one pop song. I'm gonna find out here. What's the? Let's just. Uh, y'all gotta excuse me. With this. Okay. All right. They try. Okay, they doing me dirty. This is one of those, those um, those infomercial craps, where they basically be like. Okay, here's the worst song. Then I got to keep clicking 
and and doing that. So I'd rather go look. If you really want to know what they got, then you could do that yourself. I'm not doing that crap. You know, I'm not even doing that. But uh, I'll do one more thing and see here is the net the negative effects of rap music. Do you believe rap music is the cause of violence and hostile behavior in teens? <laughs> One of the biggest negative rap effects of rap music has is the promotion of drug sales and uses. Well, I'm done because I already know that already. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I hope we all learned something. Peace.